The militarization of America's police forces has captured the nation's attention, largely because of Ferguson, Missouri. But what media has not told you is how police forces got militarized in the first place. And why militarization is about a lot more than just military equipment. The first step toward truth is to be informed. They were images that captured the attention of the entire nation. Police responding to protests in Ferguson, Missouri, after an unarmed black teen was shot to death in the middle of the day. First, the area immediately. You are in violation of the state imposed curfew. Michael Brown's death triggered looting and protests. You are subject to arrest and these continued actions. Now, what stunned the nation was how police responded to those protests. Not like a police force, but like a military unit. Armored vehicles, flash grenades. For millions of Americans, this was a stunning sight on American streets. Now, we've been warning people about the militarization of police forces for well over a year before Ferguson happened. But the rest of the media acted like they had no idea, and maybe they didn't. Here's what apparently they didn't know. It's called the 1033 Program, or the Department of Defense Excess Property Program. In short, it is a federal program that provides surplus DOD military equipment to state and local civilian law enforcement agencies for use in counter-narcotics and counter-terrorism operations and to enhance officer safety. So what kind of equipment are we talking about here? Well, first of all, it's not all weaponry. Yeah, and that's one reason I think a lot of people will come to me and say, well, don't you think we should ban the 1033 program? And I'm actually against banning it completely because we do get things like emergency blankets, emergency cots, um, you know, even computer hardware as well, things that smaller agencies sometimes can't afford. Chief Larry Kirk is the police chief in Old Monroe, Missouri, a department just a few miles from Ferguson. He is one of the few police chiefs in the country who actually opposes receiving military equipment. My question right now is, is really if we should be having a lot of the militarized weapons that we're actually seeing now come through the program. Being realistic, there's no reason I'd ever need an MRAP. Um, most departments would never need one. The MRAP that Chief Kirk mentions there is one of two armored vehicles that police departments receive by grant through the program. The other is the Bearcat, which as you can see for yourself in this Bearcat promotional video, is quite the vehicle. So if you haven't figured it out yet, these vehicles are actually part of the Department of Defense program. They're old military vehicles from the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Well, after the drawdown of those wars, the DOD looked at this equipment and said, hey, these things are worth half a million dollars a piece. What do we do with them? Instead of throwing them away or selling them off, they simply grant them to police departments. A New York Times report says about 500 planes, helicopters, and mine-resistant armored vehicles have been obtained, alongside 94,000 machine guns. Immediately after the protests in Ferguson, much of the nation began calling for police departments to do away with military vehicles. But what the media has not helped the public to understand is that the real problem with militarization is not military equipment. It's the use by police of military tactics. A seven-year-old girl in Detroit, Ayanna Jones, was sleeping on the couch next to her grandmother when a SWAT team threw a flashbang through the window of her home. 
the flashbang, a stun grenade originally developed for wartime raids, immediately set fire to Ayana's blanket. Seconds later, the SWAT team stormed through the door and confused and deafened by the blinding effects of that flashbang, mistakenly shot that little girl through the neck, killing her. In Tucson, Arizona, a SWAT team attempted to serve a search warrant at an Iraq War veteran's home as part of a multi-house drug crackdown. Jose Guillermo's wife became alarmed when she saw a shadowy figure standing in the front yard holding a gun. Jose instructed his family to hide in the bedroom closet. He picked up his own gun, leaving the safety on, and stepped into the living room. Seconds later, he was dead. The SWAT team shot him 60 times. Police have still never said whether they found drugs. Atlanta, Georgia, a 19-month-old was asleep in his portable crib in the same room as his parents and three older sisters when police opened the door to the converted garage and threw the stun grenade in. It landed in the crib. The 19-month-old baby had a hole blown into his chest and suffered so many severe burns that he had to be placed in a medically induced coma. All of this because police were looking for a small amount of drugs they thought were in possession of the family's nephew. It's not just these cases. According to author Radley Balco, the most common use of SWAT teams today is to serve narcotics warrants, usually with forced, unannounced entry into the home. These increasingly frequent raids, 40,000 per year by one estimate, are needlessly subjecting non-violent drug offenders, bystanders, and wrongly targeted civilians to the terror of having their homes invaded while they're sleeping, usually by teams of heavily armed paramilitary units dressed not as police officers, but as soldiers. Despite what the media spin doctors are going to tell you, militarization has nothing to do with the war on terror, and it has everything to do with perpetuating the war on drugs. Yeah, we've created so many wars uh, for police officers to imagine. Um, you know, in other words, in the military, they have, they have wars they go fight. Well, we've told our local law enforcement, you have wars in the street. We have a war on crime, we have a war on drugs. If you continue to tell people they're in a war, you're going to create warriors and you're going to create soldiers that you're now putting on the street. It's not just about tanks in the streets, although that is the most visceral and extreme example that we saw coming out of Ferguson. To get a better understanding of the root of militarization, I traveled to Washington, D.C. and spoke to the ACLU director of the nation's capital. Because even though D.C. has military gear and plenty of military tactics, it does not participate in the 1033 program. This would be surprising to anybody in a black community here in the city, which has been subjected to the militarized war on drugs. Just because DC does not participate in the 1033 program does not mean that military tactics aren't used. In fact, they're used every day through something called jump out cars. The jump out car is a form of policing which is only acceptable in black communities and brown communities and indigent communities an unmarked car with between four and six police officers who are uniformed such that once they exit the vehicle, um, one can easily ascertain that they are actually officers. So they might be wearing black shirts and tactical vests, for example. And they're using essentially an ambush strategy. So they literally jump out of the car and surprise people. And the idea is to get people to submit to um, a consent search, a so-called consent search. And see, this is the core issue surrounding militarization. Long before the 1033 program, long before Ferguson, Missouri, military tactics were being used on streets across America. 
So in DuPont Circle, for example, which is a largely white community, and where we know that there is regular cocaine use and cocaine possession, you would never see jump out cars jumping out on um, a group of white men in business suits and saying, hey, you fit the description of, um, you know, regular cocaine users. That would be completely unacceptable. And when you look at what goes on in Washington, D.C. At this meeting, black residents in southeastern D.C. were able to express their frustration with militarized police. I want to apologize for any poor behavior. People who live in southeastern D.C. who say militarization for them, it's not about, again, the, the idea that so many of us have now been confronted with, oh, that police use military tactics. People living in these neighborhoods say they've been dealing with it their entire lives, and they want to talk about how these tactics have been affecting them, not just for the last few months or even years, but really for decades. Ferguson is not new. Uh, it, it may be new in terms of for uh, the mass of people uh, who watch it on media outlets. Uh, for those persons who live in inner city urban neighborhoods, that is a common tactic that is used. Orlando Bego is a pastor in the area who says that in the wake of Ferguson, the whole nation was watching the wrong problem. He agrees. Get rid of the 1033 program and nothing changes. Nothing changes. Uh, the, the 1033 program deals with the equipment, the hardware, uh, but, but the tactics are still there. And so whether or not you're rolling down a street in an urban neighborhood in a tank or you're rolling down the street in an unmarked police car, uh, the, the, the purpose of the unmarked police car, uh, as we talk about jump outs, is, is to, 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 to bring a sense of fear uh, to everyday citizens who may just be walking down the street minding their own business. This America was built on war. I have a son that's 10 years old. Uh, my son today says that he wants to be a police officer uh, because he views the police uh, as a person who serves and protects. Uh, he's into action figures, into superheroes. And I dread the day uh, in which the perception that my son has for police officer changes. I dread the day uh, where my son is pulled over for driving while black. I dread the day. Uh, that my son is stopped and harassed uh, because he makes eye contact. I dread the day uh, that my son is stopped by police because he has a black uh, backpack on his back. These things have to change. So what you need to know is that yes, Americans should be outraged at the idea of militarization, but not because police show up in tanks to a protest. You should be outraged at the idea that police for years have been using battery rams to knock down people's doors, throwing stun grenades through windows, all to serve drug warrants. You see, the militarized mindset isn't about gear, it's about tactics. So when we talk about things like no hesitation targets, where police are taught, shoot a child holding a gun, shoot a pregnant woman holding a gun, at what point do we as the public tell police, stop, we want you to hesitate? The problem with militarization has to do with training, not with every cop being bad. Look, at the end of the day, there are a lot of really good cops out there, men and women who really do want to help their communities and make them better places. But those men and women are being trained poorly. They're being taught to kill or be killed, that every suspect they encounter could be their last encounter, and that every person walking the streets of every community is a threat, but in fact, that's simply not true. Militarization takes good cops and teaches them to act like they're in a war zone. But the streets of the United States of America 
is not a war zone, and it's up to us, the public, to keep it that way. Militarization may be the best example of how humanity is greater than politics. And now that you've been informed, I need you to get engaged. You can do that several ways. If you're watching on YouTube, click the subscribe button. It demonstrates the value of this content to YouTube. If you're watching on a social media, Facebook or Twitter, that's how you found this story, please share it in your social circles. And finally, you can also do so by going to our website, binswan.com, and right at the top of the story, when you click on it, you are going to see a link to activate you, 10 steps you can take right now to influence the culture and to confront it on this issue. Don't let people get by by just saying, hey, if we can get rid of that 1033 program, take the tanks off the streets, militarization's gone. It won't be. Get engaged right now. BenSwan.com.